and welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Going for Two, presented by our friends at Home Field Apparel. I am your host, the publisher of the Extra Points newsletter, Matt Brown. I am joined again by my colleague Brian Fisher. Brian, uh, let me ask you something: are, are are you much of a are you much of a board game guy? You know, I I'm hit or miss in terms of the board game. Certainly, uh, when you're younger, definitely playing a lot more of those. But I, I wish I had the time to to play some more. Uh, you know, I got two little kids, so they they occupy the most of uh, the bulk of my day. I guess, and and they're not quite to the age to where I can really teach them anything other than like throw throw the things. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that those days are certainly in my my near future, but yeah. uh, not not there yet in terms of the board game playing. I, I got to be honest with you. I feel like a lot of the early board games, I think your oldest is probably like a year or two away from this. A lot, a lot of them suck, man. Candyland's trash. Uh, like a, a hungry, hungry hippos is just a recipe to lose the marbles and like, you know, get them stuck underneath furniture and everything. Um, and and you know, some of the card games are okay. But like before I had kids, when I think back to the, this world, when I was a little bit more interesting, I, I, I used to play more of these things and, and have other adults over and, and, and we would play some of them. I haven't really gotten the Settlers of Catan or the the the, the Pandemic, especially, especially not Pandemic, or some of these other board games out in a minute because you're, you're right. It's, it's hard. You need people that are a little bit older. Uh, but I, I, I did enjoy them. And, and I like board game light games. I Probably the only computer game and that I play with any regularity now is Civilization, which I, I think is kind of like some of these board games. Um the reason I ask is if you are if you're a longtime EP reader, you've probably heard of the new board game Envelopes of Cash at some point. It's it's, it's uh, produced by a friend of the podcast, friend of the of the newsletter, uh, you know, internet friend to I think a lot of people that uh, care about college sports reform on some level. A guy named Andy Schwartz, who's an economist in the Bay Area, was did work on the Austin case, did work to help bring back UAB football. He's, he's, in, he's involved in a lot of these, these legal and antitrust and financial developments within college sports. And he's come out with this new board game, which I think is a cross between some of the resource trading games. I guess they're called Euro games, but something like a Settlers. And um, football recruiting, where instead of trading wheat or bricks or I don't know, uh, spices or whatever it is, people trading a lot of these other games, you're 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 trying to to move booster bucks or elicit donor money and move your little bus around the country and try to sign five stars. And I don't know about you, but like even if Andy wasn't a sponsor of of uh, what we've produced here, that sounds fun as hell, right? Like that's the, that this sounds like extremely an uh, extra points kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, um, we've, we've, we've kind of gotten into it a, a little bit in our interview with Andy, but like, you know, there's like that, that missing gap, you know, for the the college football fan that, that not only wants something to do and not not wanting to, you know, watch the USFL or something like that. Gross, <laughs> get into, you know, certainly that, that college football aspect of, of, of something that uh, you, you don't really know what's coming. And I think this game in particular, as we kind of await things like the, the you know, NCAA video games and, and certainly all the changes that are going on in the NCAA landscape, this is a, a nice little fun distraction. And I, I think it'll be fun for a lot of folks that, uh, you know, maybe you're not even a fan of recruiting. I, I think you'll end up liking this game just because of the strategy strategy involved because you know there are some some calls to you know your general college football fandom there there are some uh, friends of the program in, in, in the game itself like it, th there's a lot going on that that i think uh, a lot of folks will be interested in beyond just the, the headline of, of college football recruiting game so we wanted to 
um, actually take an episode and talk to Andy and talk through some of this game to explain what kind of game this is, which I think is unique in both board games and in the college football esoterica, which is you know kind of where we live. Um, I've played it. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you have yet, Brian. I know you've seen part of the game. And we are going to be running a league or running some matches through our Extra Points paid subscriber Discord server. Of course, uh, that, that's available to anybody that's a full EP subscriber. That's you know, eight bucks a month, uh, and you get access to that Discord. It's also the same Discord that our friends at Split Zone Duo and the Shutdown Podcast use. So if you want all of your weird podcast chatter, that's like all the fun stuff by Twitter, but not any of the uh, everything else, <laughs> then you, you, you can hang out there. So we wanted to bring in Andy and uh, learn a little bit more about this new board game. Why don't we, why don't we cut to him right now real quick? Um, Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Brian and I are both really excited about this project. I, we, you and I have talked about this a little bit. I've had a chance to see the demo and everything. I'm wondering if maybe we could start at a very high level. So I'm, I'm trying to imagine our audience. We have some people that I know are very into these kind of board games. And we have some people that I might think would be more board game curious. I, I, I think I'm more in the latter group. I uh, We have Candyland. We have Monopoly. We have we have a, a, a couple other board games. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what kind of game Envelopes of Cash is? Because I, I know you use the Euro-style game. Maybe not everyone listening to this knows exactly what that means. Sure. And, and so thanks thanks so much for having me on and giving me a chance to talk about board games just generally and then also, of course, Envelopes of Cash. Um, yeah. uh, because I am hoping to, of course, sell a few, but but also just to spread the concept of board games. So in the mid nineties, uh, there was a thing going on in Germany originally, and it spread across Europe where families started having board game nights and they were somehow able to get their teenagers to stay home on like Thursday nights and play board games as a family. And, and the games that came out of that had to fit the, like the social dynamic. They had to fit into a two hour window and they had to work in a way that Monopoly, I'll, I'll use Monopoly as the classic American board game, doesn't work as it had. So first of all, Monopoly doesn't finish in two hours. Uh, oh, Monopoly, not, not without someone throwing the board or right, this fight. Right. Yeah. Monopoly doesn't finish organically in two hours. <laughs> Monopoly also doesn't finish with everyone playing the whole way through. Monopoly, you have is only the only way you win is by eliminating everyone. And that's not fun for a family dynamic. Um, the other thing is, is that Monopoly doesn't involve any thought. <laughs> you, you roll the dice, there's no choice, you go around the board, and you do what essentially, I mean, okay, you can play poorly, but if you're going to play well, you just buy everything. And so it's really not very fun in some sense. The fun comes maybe from the dynamic, the shit talking, the, the yeah. but, it, but in a family situation, like, I mean, okay, right. My my dad and I might be able to, to, to go at it a bit now, but but like the last thing in the world I wanted to do when I was fifteen was shit talk my dad. And um uh and my I, mom. I, I, I shit talk when I play Monopoly with my seven year old. It's slightly age appropriate, but I, I see what you're saying. Different right. power dynamics, and I'm also a bad person. So right. and so um these German games said what we want to do is have a game where everyone plays every turn. They're in for the whole game. The games are self-contained. They finished in two hours. And the way you win is you get the most points at the end. But 
but um, it'd be best if, in some sense, you don't even know really, like you can play your own game and you can maybe try to get your highest score even if you don't win. That, that's putting it, I mean, I always know, I always want to win, but, but yeah. you know, um, and so a whole, it's a very different way. And the other thing is about them is that oftentimes there are interesting decisions. It's not, you're not tracked along a path. And oftentimes luck is less important. So even if there are dice in a game, here's the way that I, I often think about it. In an American game, you make your decisions and then you roll the dice and you pray that they come out the way you want. <laughs> in a German game, if there are dice, you roll the dice and then you say, okay, I can use these dice to do these things. Like the dice come first and then you react to the dice. The difference being that... Um, like you can strategize around around the luck as opposed to you strategize and then you hope. Um, and so it just it gives you more. It, it, it makes the games become more strategic. And then also they're just they're just built around things. So at, just to put envelopes of cash into that context, envelopes of cash is a 12 round game. It's not until somebody runs out of cash. Sure. Um, it's 12 months and there are a lot of dice in the game, but in every turn, you're using those dice to pick your income, and there are six. You roll six dice at, at each turn. You're only going to take two, and you can choose which two you want. And it's it. You have a lot of flexibility and a lot of ability to to modify the dice in a way that gives you. Um, there are better choices and worse choices, but there's almost always going to be something that's decent choice for you. So yeah, if somebody rolls all ones, everyone's going to go, "Oh, come on, man." Sure, but, but well, th this is actually very, very fascinating when you describe it that way. One, because I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm already taking a mental inventory of like the board games we have in our house and realizing, like, oh, that describes maybe one of them. But it also, I think, speaks to part of what makes college football and maybe college sports generally, at least for me, interesting. Because there may be only one or two ways to win a championship, but there, are, you know, everyone has different amounts of resources and there are different paths you can take to potentially achieve some level of success. Yeah. It's not going to look the same way every time. And that, 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 that's both on like the micro and an actual football game, maybe on the macro, because how you, how you win at Washington state and how you win at Navy and how you win at Texas. Right. Will look different. And it seems like that's reflected in the sport game, which I think uh, that, that's pretty cool. I'm a Stanford grad and we don't have national championship hopes Hardly ever. There was the brief blip where maybe for a little while we thought maybe in the Andrew Luck and Kevin Hogan era where maybe there might be a, a quirk and we can end up in a game that mattered like that. But yeah. for the most part, making a bowl game is a good good season for us, and and that's a win. And yeah. a lot of a lot of the FBS teams can be that way. And then there's there are the elite for whom making the the playoff is 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 a win. And then there are the elite elite. Where winning the playoff is is a win, but um, there are many ways to win the FBS season uh, across that spectrum. Right. Well, well, specifically foot in football, I, I want to make yeah. sure that you clarify your your Stanford national championship uh, hopes because uh, they do pretty well in the other sports. But Andy, I, I'm just curious when yes. uh, this kind of idea popped in your head, and and like how long it had kind of been germinating in there to to not only kind of go all in and, and make a, a game like this, but uh, when, when the concept for something like this uh, really started for you? Um, I had this idea in my head for a while, um, but it was really COVID that, that turned it from, oh, wouldn't it be fun to happening? There's a game uh, that I 
play online called Macau. And it's a it's a game that only a German board game lover would love. It's about going to this island. Macau is an island off the coast of China that for a very, very long time, it was it, it was the Portuguese version of Hong Kong. Just like Hong Kong was a English, a British colony um, just off the coast of, of China that was essentially a trading entrepot. Macau was the Portuguese version. And now I think it's just a casino. It's place. a great, it, it's a really interesting place to visit. Great. Um, that's what they're known for. I have never been, uh, but, um, but um, uh, in the game, it has nothing to like, like the game, like a lot of these German games, the theme is almost irrelevant. Um, but the idea is you go to Macau, you, you get some, you, you extract some resources and then you have to bring them back to Europe and um, whoever gets back first, with a particular resource gets five points, whoever gets back second gets three points, whoever gets third back third gets two points. And, and then there's some cards. And I was like, you know, this could be like whoever gets the quarterback first gets five, and whoever like extracting resources from a community and then and then bringing them to your your campus. And it just it just felt very much like there isn't that much difference between between colonialism and college football. Um, and so that was sort of the idea. And it's by one of my favorite designers, and he's this German guy named Stefan Feld. And everyone says, you know, he just does math in his head. And then, and then, like they like kind of like, are we going to make this game be about about um, you know going into outer space? Are we going to make this game be about colonialism? Is like the, the theme is afterwards. And I was like, you know, if he had been born in Alabama, it could be about college football. And and so like I, that this is like that's my joke. This is the Stefan Feld game if if he had been born. Uh, you know, in in whatever Hoover, Alabama. Okay, so this brings up a fascinating point here. Because, but my understanding is that you have you. I think you've gone to Germany. You've talked to people that have been involved in the board game community, and many and that that overlap between people who are passionate about these kind of board games and board game design, and people who have um, text ags message board accounts. There's not a huge overlap. So I, I'm wondering. What were some of these conversations like during this game development as you begin to talk about college football and college football recruiting to people who would be find all of this so completely alien? Oh, well, uh, I have been to Germany, but not not during the board game development. Uh, okay. I, I, I've been avoiding going to any place. During COVID. <laughs> okay. fair, um, fair enough, fair enough. But, yeah. but I, I've met some Ger some. Germans at places in the United States at board game stuff. Um, basically, I would say the people who like these kind of board games in America, and then I would say just Europeans in general, both of those communities know nothing generally about college sports. Americans, because it's a really hyper geeky uh, space. Now, obviously, you know, I'm I'm hyper geeky and I like both, but so the the Venn diagram overlaps, but I think it's really really narrow. And the way I've sort of in my mind done it is, the kids who played board games in my high school were the kids the football team shoved into lockers, and um, I was exempt because I actually played football into middle school. I was friends with the football players. I just was so small that basically. I stopped playing football for everybody's benefit so that somebody wouldn't get a manslaughter charge. Sure. And, yeah. and I wouldn't be dead. And, and, but they still respected me because they knew like, you know, I was good 
if they if they had had an under under 125 pound team, I would have been good. Um, and um, and so, but generally speaking, like a lot of people that I have talked to in the board game community, it's just like I don't really want to play a sport ball game. And like that, the people who use the word sport ball are just not my target audience. It's like a derisive term, and yeah. it's too bad because my game is a really good board game. It just happens to use a theme, and it's not about sports. It's about college sports recruiting. And all of your listeners are going to immediately know that the recruiting game, while it's vital to being good at the playing of the game, is completely different. Yeah, right? it's, a, it's a game in and of itself. And the coaches that are good at the recruiting, you need both. You probably need the recruiting more than the X's and O's. You can probably be 8-4 and four and suck at the, at the X's and O's, but you probably can't be 8-4 and four if, you, if you suck at the recruiting. Um, at a certain level. And, um, uh, but, um, uh, so the game is not about it. And I'm having trouble, like, for example, Board Game Geek, which is kind of the, the Encyclopedia Britannica of the online world of, of board games, lists the game as a sports game. And I keep saying it's an economic game about with the sports theme, and they don't know what to do with that. But anyway. And, and uh, yeah, I, 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 can, I can imagine that might, that might be challenging. I know that, like, when just in general, and, and Brian, I don't know if this has been your experience too, but like with, when I talk to my cousins in Brazil who do not do college sports this way and explain a little bit about my beat or what I do or how this world works, it, it's like I'm speaking to them in Aramaic. It's, 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 it's just completely does not compute. Just like I think if maybe somebody else was to talk about train engineering. Uh, that's good. But, you know, I enjoy Ticket to Ride because uh, that's not really a yes. game. Yeah, that's not a train game. It's, right, and yeah. I say this thing, they go, I, I don't understand sports, so why should I play your game? I go, go like, well, like, do you like do you like this game, Turn and Toxis? It's like a, a classic. It won the, the game of the year in Germany. What do you know about 17th century German postal routes? Right, well, nothing. But do you like Turn and Toxis? Well, I love it. So it's like, exactly, what do you know about running a train system? Ticket to Ride is a great game. And, and so it's like, if the game yeah. is fun, then the theme may not matter. But now I'm guilty of this too, because I don't really like playing too many space games. Because I've never really been the astronaut kid. And I was always like, I was a dinosaur kid. I was an airplane kid. I was never a space kid. And um, and so like I don't gravitate to space games, but there can be some great space games. So I get it. But I also don't get like the complete, like I refuse to play your, space, your, your sport game. And in fact, so the best compliment I got was from this woman from Germany. Her name was Astrid. And so she's like, I don't like the American sports, but I really like your game. And um, and so, like, you know, when a German who tells you that an American made a good German game, then, you know, you're out of something. That's, it's, that's a big deal. I, this is, on a very tiny level, how I feel when somebody tells me, I don't really like sports, but I like your newsletter. I'm like, <laughs> all right, perfect. But that's not complimented of a German thing from a German person. Kind of right, right, right. Yeah. Um. Let me let me ask you something about the, this game specifically itself. You know, uh, one of the things I think about your business model and about the development of this game that I thought was was really pretty interesting and unique was this idea that if you support this game on Kickstarter, or if you're somebody that is willing to to make, make a bigger investment in helping this thing come to fruition, you can be in the game. You have these player cards, and uh, I think an astute college football Twitter uh, person would look through this game and look at the cards and go, I think some of those people look familiar uh, because you, you might see some of the art around some of the game cards resembling 
college football personalities, reporters, and, and other people in this world. What was the re was the response from potential um, donors or boosters? What you had expected about uh, to, to potentially be immortalized in like a nerd college football nerd game? Or tell, tell me a little bit more about that process. Yeah, so I I got a game uh, called Viticulture. It's about making grapes, turning grapes into wine. Again, something I really, I mean, I like to drink wine. And I know generally speaking, if you take grapes and you let them sit around for a while, they'll turn into wine. But um, hopefully. Um, you don't help me out there, Brian. I don't actually know how it works. Well, that's right. right, right I exactly. assume it's magic. Um, <laughs> whatever, whatever you can learn from the Gospels about winemaking, that's what I picked up. Right. I mean, else, so like, you mentioned Aramaic, Aramaic, which yeah. speaks to my religion. But um, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, so um, uh, I was going to... You, you, you had this other winemaking game that, that you... Right. And, and yeah. in, the, in the game, there are these faces in the, on the cards. I'm like, these faces look like real people. I bet you they paid to be in this game. And I Googled it and I figured out, yes, they funded this game by having people pay to be on the game. And I was like, that's genius. So so I copied it. In fact, you know, just like I copied some of the themes from Macau, uh, one of the great things about working in law adjacent is that is that I get to pick up things and it turns out a lot of intellectual property uh, I, a lot of ideas can't be copyrighted, and like so, you uh, game mechanics, and, like moving a piece around a board. There's no way you can copyright that. The ex particular expression of it, you can, but but so the idea of like we're going to fund a game by having people pay to be in a card is it's public. It's it's a uh, it's public property, and yeah. um, so um, people can go to the website, and there's still some cards available. And we have about eight days left as we're taping this now. By the time people hear it, it's going to be really short. So, you know, fear of missing out, go now um, yeah. and look in the show notes and uh, you'll, 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 you'll see the web, the link. And um, you can essentially, you can buy the, the image on the card and our illustrators will draw you as the face of the urgent wire transfer. So you can be the person running into the Western Union, but it won't be Western Union, be like Eastern Onion or something like that running into it and, and make making the or the coaches on the circle the wagons card who uh who are desperately trying to to uh, avoid being fired um that's not really my scheme yeah yeah and and um and that 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 essentially is allowing us to keep the price of the game for everybody else down a little bit by having people who want to be in the game uh pay more and the cool thing was it allowed me to do two things. It allowed me to go to some of my friends in the media and ask them, could I do an homage to you? So Joel Anderson, as an example, um, who uh, is on Hang Up and Listen now, but um, was at the time just writing for ESPN. And he lives in the Bay Area. Um, and, you know, we, former TCU football player. Yes. Yeah. And former, at one point or another, he was the fastest ten-year-old on earth. Fastest ten-year-old. That's right. Oh, and and charmer of Beyonce, if if I if I remember the story. This correctly. part, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna hold into some. But, but he was the charmer of yeah. of, of his very uh, eloquent wife as well, uh, an excellent yeah. writer in her own right. Um. So so you know, uh, out kicking his coverage there, and um, um, and so, um. He's, I said, he's in the game. Could I please yeah. have you drawn onto one of the cards? He's 
And he's very, very proud of being from Houston. So he is the coach uh, with Houston roots. And on this card, it gives you it gives you powers if you play it um, to basically leverage your recruiting in the in some of the Texas spaces. And so the idea is, is that unlike a lot of these German games where the theme is pasted on, I wanted to make it so that when you play a certain card, it really feels like it's actually benefiting you in a way that makes sense. The Houston, the, the, there's, there are two cards, one's based in, a, uh, in rural Texas and one's based in urban Texas that help you when you're trying to recruit recruits in the Texas spaces. There are in the Northeast, there's one in Pennsylvania and there's one in, in, the North, in, in uh, New England. And they help you in the north, the northeast region. And every every region has two coaches, two coach cards like that. Sure. Um, and so, I, I think Nicole Auerbach did one. Michael Felder did one. Pablo Torre did one. I'm leaving a couple of people out. Nancy Skinner, who is the um, the lawmaker sure. who did the first NIL one, let me use her image as well for the state NIL card. Um, so there are a few sort of like cameos, and those were. They all let me use them for free, use their NIL for free. Um, uh, I didn't have to pay them and I, I didn't charge them, but that helped me have something on the website when I did the thing so I could show people how good our illustrators were in capturing their images uh, to then say, if you back us and, and pay us extra to draw you in, um, then then you too can join them in the, in this thing. And I think we've gotten about 30 people to, 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 to join in. So that's, you know, that's, that's gone a long way in, in subsidizing everybody else's enjoyment of the game. And then they'll be in it forever. So that's, you know, when, when everybody plays and I can't think of, you know, so I, I got to put myself into, so, and, and my, my, my middle initial is D and my, my growing up, my nickname was AD uh, all day. And so um, uh, I'm, the, I'm one of the athletic directors, the AD uh, uh, in, in the game. And so um you know, nothing could be more fun, right, than winning the game by playing the AD card on somebody when it's when it's you. Uh, that that will have to be uh, certainly something that we will look out for. But speaking of getting in the game, that used to be a sports uh, logo, logo or slogan or whatever uh, not too long ago. I know folks are excited about the the EA Sports video game on, on NCAA coming back. But one of, one of the great things about playing that back in the day was obviously going through the recruiting process. And, yeah. and I'm curious if you were making a pitch to somebody who, who used to play that video game and used to obsess over you know creating their own dynasty, what, what would they find attractive and, and fun to play about your game? Um, all right. So board games and video games are, are obviously quite different in, in certainly in pace. Right. Right. Um, and when you're doing the, when you're playing the video game and you're building a dynasty, you, you get to go out and then, and then put your team to the test here. The game stops when this, when the recruiting process ends and, and the winner is when you do the best recruiting. So, so I'm, I'm doing a horrible job of selling the game already. Right. Like, your goal is just to get to the end of that recruiting process and win win the day there. Now that's the end. That's the bad news. The good news is that is that in some sense it means if you're like me and you're really good at that first part, but you have horrible physical dexterity, um, that 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 process is it, um, and you get to get to go a little bit of a deeper dive into the process. Um, the game is really it's it's a, there's two parts to it. There's essentially there's the, the moving around the country. There's the thinking strategically about which recruits work best for you. And there's also essentially a strategic, there's a outplaying your, your opponents and, and working with a 
a draft of cards and using the cards in combinations in a way that allows you to, you only have 12 turns, but if you use your cards right, you can essentially squeeze more juice out of that out of those 12 turns than everybody else. You can do more. Um, I guess it would be the equivalent of like, you know, the coaches that think if they if they never sleep, they can somehow out recruit everybody else, which I think is ridiculous. But um, but in this game, essentially, if you can um, if you you can get more time out of the game. That, that's that's actually a, a real cool thing that I didn't mention. In a German game, oftentimes people don't realize this: the scarcest resource is actions. That um, people are like, oh well, I, I need to save my in katana. I need to save my wood or my my sheep or my bricks. But it's like actually the number of actions you get is oftentimes the scarcest thing. And if you're if you're too if you're too conservative with what you do on your turn, people will will pass you by because they're being much more efficient in their use of actions. So in this game, that, that's the thing. I, I just don't, I don't know if, if it's, if it's, if it's easy to compare the two, but what I think people would like is the fact that um, essentially the, the sense of, the sense of if you don't get there before the other guy, you're going to lose out is, is maybe, maybe going to get tense, especially towards the end of the game. There are there are these border states where essentially if you're playing the Texas is yellow and 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 the the Midwest which is kind of the Michigan you start off sort of above Michigan is blue and you're you're right in the middle and you're both heading towards sort of the middle and then you're you're coming from the sort of the south and the west as you're all converging kind of on Missouri in the middle there there are a few recruits that are really juicy. And um, you probably all want whatever the there's going to be a five there's a five star in let's say in the Kansas in in Kansas and in Nebraska and whoever gets that one might end up depending if, if you're all equally good might be the winner and um, that sense of of like am I going to be able to to get there first without sacrificing the stuff I need to like, I can get there first, but if I get there first at the, at the cost of being in the, in the game, because I, I blew all my points to get there. That's dumb. That, that like those trade-offs that that's really the strat, the, the strategic trade-off choice that I think makes the game fun. And I feel like that's in some sense, like maybe, maybe what makes a good video game fun is this feeling that like, there's always like, like I can do anything I want, but I can't do everything I want. Um, at least for me, maybe that's because I have such just bounded. I, I can't. I can never do everything. It's like I can only hit this button. Yeah, I can't yeah. hit all the buttons. I, I think if I understand this correctly, the the good video game analog. Well, you know, part of it is the recruiting cycle for for the EA Sports games, but with the board game, this becomes more visual. It becomes more visceral. You get a better idea of what your opponents are actually doing. And of course, then they're across the table, so it's easy to you know throw a Cheeto at them or, or trash talk. But the the, the the game example, maybe Brian, this might be more in your wheelhouse. That makes me, that I really think of is Football Manager, which is an enormously popular video game series where you basically play very little actual soccer and yes. you do everything else to run a soccer club. And you could decide to run a, a Premier League soccer club. You could decide to take over a third division Brazilian soccer team in Manaus. 
where you're taking canoes to, to get up up and down the Amazon River to your games. Um, and it, for me, even though a lot of that game is played out in what looks like spreadsheets, it feels very stressful to me because it's that same thing. Like I have, a, I, I could theoretically do anything, but there's an opportunity cost for everything that I do. There's a lot of resource management that I, I have to handle here. And if I, if I mess up one of these early terms, I'm going to be banished to Norway. <laughs> and, and that is some of what I kind of uh, gleaned yeah. from, from playing this game. The contrast I would make, I think that's a really good, that, that, that captures it in, in broad strokes. The contrast I would make is I think that's a very tactical game. Like down, oftentimes down to minutia. Um, a lot of a lot of euros are are I would say abstracted one layer layer up. Okay. Um, so, for example, you're not um, you're not really worried too much about whether or not a particular uh, quarterback is good at RPOs or is a is more of a a pocket presence in this game. They're just quarterbacks and. Um, you're concerned about whether or not he is what region he's from and how many stars he has. And, and so it's, it's simple. It, it abstracts away some of the details. And that's why I say it, you don't really need to understand football to be good at this game. You really just need to understand the game mechanics. The keys are at the end of the game, you're going to get points for have you recruited a diverse recruiting class, meaning how many of the eight different position groups have you gotten and have you recruited deep into at least one region, meaning how many different recruits have you gotten from one of the six regions of the country? They're up. You can get as many as 10 recruits from the region. You're going to get 32 points from, if you've got all eight recruits, you get 32 points if you get 10 recruits from each thing. So that could be 64 points in a game where the highest score ever, the famous Astrid, got 184 points. She's the highest scorer ever. Um, uh, and then every time you sign a recruit, you're getting up to, well, you could get 14 points if you get a five star. And when you roll to find out whether 24 seven lied about his, uh, his actual ratings or not, or, you know, whether it was inflated or not, you can get a plus or minus two. So the five could be a seven and there's a, actually, I guess you could get a 16. And then there's a, um, there's a card that lets you double every position. And there's another card that lets you add one. So. Five plus two plus one doubled could be six could be sixteen. So you can get as much as sixteen when you sign a person, but essentially on average you're going to get about four points. Blah 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 blah. When you're done with this whole thing, you're you're getting you're getting about forty points from your recruits. You're getting about thirty points from your cards. You're getting about thirty points at the end of the game from your from this and thirty points from this. And so you're balancing all these things, but you're never really worried about someone's forty time. Or they're, you know, like that level of like, gosh, you know, I just don't have the mix of, uh, of, of the right kinds of linemen. It's just, yeah, they're just linemen. You're right. That, that, that's a good point. Um, to, to excel in football manager, in my experience, you actually have to know something about soccer. Uh, you need to understand. You, I don't think you necessarily have to. You have to be Brian, but but you you, you need you you do need to know some alignment. This is not a board game where you're going to have to write a macro to figure out the most efficient way to do everything here. You, um, I am, am very free about me not being a, a huge X's and O's guy. You do not need to do that in order to uh, be successful here either. I, I would go so far as to say you can you can win a game if you if your level of geography knowledge is good enough to like beat a fifth grade Carmen San Diego game, and if you can count to twenty five. 
Yeah. If you can do those things. Divide and, by two. Being able to divide by two is helpful. Yeah. You, and look, you, you got a phone. Like you, you, you can right. have somebody help you with the plus thing and minus thing. If you want to focus on, 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 on some of these other things. So I don't, I don't want, I don't want to scare anybody there, but I, I think what Brian is getting at is, is, is um, there, yeah, there but, is a real component is, to those things you actually. So like, I mean, I think the thing is, is that it, it, it is the kind of game where a little planning and, and if you, if you, if the idea of being like, I'm going to need to play this card and this card requires me to get three different things coordinated and I only get two things per turn, which means I have to figure out at least two turns worth of stuff. If that doesn't sound fun to you at all, then then German games in general aren't going to be fun. Like Euro games aren't going to be fun. But if it's like, okay, I can handle that. And then once I get this going, this, this is going to combo with that. And it's going to like all click. And that feeling of click, like that's what makes these games so fun. Because then once it starts clicking, it's like, ooh, this makes this work and this makes this work. And then like, I can get like 50 points. And it's yeah. like, like, and, and then it's like your opponents, what you're like, how did you do all that on one turn? And it's like, watch me guys. And then you, you can just like go through and like scoop up all the recruits. Yeah. And I don't know. I find that incredibly fun. There, there is a, a certain element in my lizard brain that responds well. If I string together like a five card Uno combo or something, yes. right, or, or, or whatever it is that you're doing, um, I, I can definitely see that here. What, what I can tell everybody is, if you are a paid extra point subscriber, which I hope that you would be at this point, we've been doing this show for a long time. You know what you're getting. If you are a paid extra point subscriber, you have which access. I, you you have uh, which I deeply appreciate. One of the very first ones. Um, you have access to our Discord server, and we will be in the coming weeks very soon begin playing this game through discord we'll have we'll have competitive matches and and we'll, we'll, we're, we're working at a schedule i'm just trying to figure out everyone's availability right now um i would have i would encourage you to get a physical copy of the game because i think board games are fun and i think board games where you put you send literal envelopes of cash to secure football players to come in to play for your school i think that's fun and i think uh Playing a Michael Felder card uh, while you dunk on somebody, which I think is exactly what Michael Felder would do, is fun too. Um, I'm not trying to pitch you something here that I don't personally believe in, right? Uh, but but you can also do this with our Discord server. Now, Andy, real quick, if uh, if someone's still with us here and we we've got, we've done the hard sell on them and they decide they want to go bring the envelopes of cash into their lives, how do they get it? Because I know they can't just go down to Target uh, and grab one right now. Between now and and May fourth. If you go to lowercase bit dot ly slash eoc dash one five, so capital eoc dash number one number five. It's the easiest one for me to remember. Okay, um, and, that, and that will be in the show notes here for everybody. Um, there's also one I think with dash ep, mm-hmm. and um, and both of those go to the same place, and it's essentially the Kickstarter, four envelopes of cash. If you're listening to this and it's after the fourth, that link will, the, 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 the campaign will be over. You'll probably be able to then be sent to something called a pledge manager, which is essentially a, you snoozed, you don't quite lose um, area where you can late pledge, which lets you uh, buy, but it's a little bit more expensive. So I would encourage you not to be late. Um, I think it adds $5. And while I'm happy to take your extra money, 
I'd rather not. So, um, so get there before the fourth. May the fourth be with you, etc. That 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 sounds perfect. Uh, Andy, thanks so much for taking some time to chat about the game here with us. We'll uh, send folks to go to pick up their copy. There's still time to make sure that you get your face on one of these cards. And uh, we will be stay tuned for further information in uh, our paid newsletters and in the Discord about how you can play it online with your friends and your worst enemies. Uh, thanks, thanks, Andy. We appreciate it. Thanks very much. Uh, I want to talk maybe a little bit more about all of this, uh, but before we do, I do want to quickly talk about one other friend of the podcast that knows really about the importance of making sure that you dominate the Midwest that you take your little bus to all the unknown little nooks and crannies throughout the country to find new college stuff talent. That is, of course, our title sponsors at Home Field Apparel. Home Field Apparel, if you, if you don't know by now, I don't know, that's, that's a you problem. It's not an us problem, but Connor paid us to read this ad. So uh, this is the, uh, the, the, the producer of the most comfortable licensed apparel. Uh, and for all of college sports, makers of T-shirts, crewnecks, hoodies, sweatpants, stickers, and all of them are using logos that are vintage, that they're old-timey. They're the ones that everybody forgot. Um, it is almost exclusively what I, what I wear now if I'm not wearing anything button-up related. Today, I am wearing the Bow Down to Washington uh, Husky. This is a very important shirt in our family because my daughters go to an elementary school whose mascot is the Huskies. Uh, so if I wear it, they say that I'm matching them. Um, the, the, the Washington Husky is, it looks like it's kind of got a little bit of indigestion going on there. Like I think, or some, some angst, like a lot of UW fans here at the moment, not so much the second grade Husky, but it's important to fit in here as a family. But if you don't want a weird constipated looking dog, and I don't know why you wouldn't, and you don't want the, uh, ennui existential depression, Yukon Husky, they have a whole bunch of other animal mascots that look like they're happy. And, and, uh, maybe they're happy because they're surfing. It could be happy because they're dunking a basketball or or golfing, right? The, the, you, don't you have the Georgia golfing bulldog? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, like there's there's a, there's a whole run of these for big schools and uh, small Division II uh, and sometimes Division three institutions, right? Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I was just uh, perusing and, and kind of matching up a few of our interviews, you know, noticing like things like Cleveland State on there. So it's like even even if you went to a smaller school and, and maybe you're a fan of a bigger school, you you got multiple options here. Like you really cannot go wrong, even if you're not even if you got a local school you think has a cool logo like th this is definitely the route that uh, route to go. I want to just say one thing and I'm hopeful I'm not going to get in trouble here by saying this. Um one of the most exciting things about being part of the home field extended universe is the idea of big new Saturday where they drop at a, at a new school to make it a big event. It's on Saturday and all of the fans of that particular school are, are, are hyping it up throughout the week ahead of time. We've had three seasons of big new Saturday. They've all been bangers. Big new season Saturday season four is starting next month as it begins May 21st. I can tell you, I don't actually know every single institution in season four. Connor, if you're listening to this, you should send it to me. Um, I know some of them. And I would just say, if you're a fan of a power five institution, that's not currently part of the home field family. I'm not guaranteeing that they're going to be part of, of season four, but I would say you should begin to liquefy your assets and make sure that you have cash on hand this summer, because there's a pretty good chance. Maybe a school that you've heard of that you really like, uh, may finally have their stuff on there. And when that happens, 
you should use promo code extra points to save 15% off that first order. Uh, I mean, it would be even better if you use that promo code like now instead of, say, June 6th when uh, an- another, you know, say, Pac 12 institution is added or something. But you can use that code, save 15% off your order, and then get beautiful, comfortable, weird t shirts and-, and hoodies in your life, which I think is really what everybody needs, right? Just in time for uh, t-shirt weather across the country, for sure. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, right now, it's like, it's warm enough that I can wear, like, my jean jacket or, like, a light jacket and the t-shirt. And then soon, it's going to just be the t-shirt. And then they even, I think they even have a couple of tank tops, which, when it gets really hot, and I'm, you know, I'm not the most felt guy in the world. Maybe maybe I want to I wanna rock one of those there, too. They have big boy sizes. So, uh, or, you know, if, if that's your, your particular body type. Big fans of our friends at homefieldapparel.com. Um, I'm excited about this board game. I am excited to do any dig into anything that kind of hits into things that are college sports, but like not exactly college sports. Uh, when we, you and I make, we, 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 it's been a couple of weeks since we've done one of these. We've, we've made some quiz games before. I made a really terrible Carmen San Diego game in Python, I think a year and a half ago, and I'm kind of chipping away. Uh, I, I don't have anything ready to release next week or anything, but I, I will have things soon that are other games. That's great. Like if, if you're the kind of person that, 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 I mean, I'm sure you are, you're 40 minutes into this podcast. I, I, I think these are the kind of things that you're going to really like. I'm excited about it. Uh, I don't think I really have anything else, <laughs> any other like big uh, thought from there. It's been, of course, an absolute bananagrams week. NCAA needs a new president. Bunch of schools need new athletic directors. We're about to hire new athletic directors. Uh, we've you can dig back throughout all the stuff that we've written here on extra points and and, and across the ticker. I'll just make a very one last quick plug here. I'm pretty proud of the work that we've done over the last like ten days of this story that I did earlier this week about um, the shaky ground that NIL collectives are on when they are trying to establish themselves as nonprofits. Took several weeks to write. I stand by it. I think it's, it raises some important questions. I think you would enjoy reading it. Brian has done some really informative and interesting and unique videos on Collegiate Sports Connect with uh, really big, high-level college sports executives and some conference leaders. We've, we have some things coming out here about like uh, facility construction. You should uh, enjoy the full breadth and depth of what we're producing here across the D1 Ticker Extended Universe because if I do say so myself, it makes some good shit. A lot of it's free, so I think you'd like it. Um, I agree completely, yes. And and uh, not only uh, check the show notes, uh, you can get links to a lot of that stuff and, and make sure you're signed up as well on, on the D1 ticker for uh, pretty much all that great content that you just mentioned uh, on, on a daily basis, plus uh, pretty much everything else that is going on in this crazy wild world of, of college athletics. And we're, we haven't even touched on, we're recording this beforehand, but not even touched on the fact that the draft is this week. So you got a lot of people transitioning from, from college into the pros and a whole new wave of, uh, you know, NFL fans getting used to and, and discovering some schools across the country. Uh, it is a wild time, uh, certainly in, in this space. And it's not, the, not all just football either. No, absolutely not. Uh, last thing the, the plug here before we let you find people go to go outside there this weekend. If you enjoy this podcast, uh, let your friends know, let your colleagues know, let your, your coworkers know, Give it five stars on whatever uh, listening platform that you use because that signals to 
our faceless algorithm friends that this is an actual podcast that other people would enjoy listening to. That makes it easier for us to find other people like Homefield who will give us money um, so we can keep making the podcast. Uh, thanks for everything. Thanks for everything here this week. We will catch up with you next week across all of D1 Ticker. We'll see, we'll see you on the internet. Thanks.